Hello, beautiful people. The first time I met Bishop James King, he was the speaker at a senior high camp at Camp Sumatanga. Each time he took the stage in the assembly hall, he began his sermon. Hello, beautiful people. That is who you are. Though sometimes you forget this. He had several reasons he came to this conclusion. My favorite was that he recalled to our minds that an archaic term for angel is the beautiful. Perhaps you recall the Christmas carol, there's a song in the air, and the reference to the lyric, while the beautiful sing, speaking of the angels singing glory to God in the highest to the shepherds as Jesus is born. My name is Chris Cohn. I am soon to be the director of the Upper Sand Mountain Parish, and I thank you for allowing me to be beautiful for you today. I hope that you had a wonderful Ascension Day. Our scripture will be Acts chapter 1. We'll begin reading in verse 6, and it is an account of the Ascension. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. May God add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Did you see the beautiful there in this passage? In this particular passage, the beautiful shows up as two men. It was not necessarily so. I asked myself the question of why the angel angels are described this way. And immediately I remember I have seen these two men before. If you'll recall... Only a few weeks ago, we celebrated the resurrection. 
perhaps you read various accounts of the resurrection. If you read Luke 24, you've met these men before at the tomb where they were described not as in white, but as in dazzling clothes. Now, you may have read Matthew where the beautiful is described as an angel. Perhaps you read John where the beautiful was described as two angels, but most pertinently for the book of Acts, Luke and the readers of Luke needed to find the beautiful in the person of two men. Perhaps we can learn something from these two appearances of the beautiful in Luke's recalling of the events of Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. I believe that a particular message is being given through the repetition of us seeing this particular manifestation of God's messengers. Exactly what we are to learn, well, if we were to read Matthew, we would learn, of course, to not be afraid. But reading Luke and Acts, I believe I am moved to recall a joke, a very old joke that I know you have probably heard And like most preachers, I will not allow that to keep me from telling it to you again. A couple had two little boys, ages 8 and 10, who were excessively mischievous. The two were always getting into trouble, and their parents could be confident that if any mischief occurred in their town, their two young sons were involved in some capacity. The parents were at their wit's end as to what to do about their son's behavior. The parents had heard that a clergyman in town had been successful in disciplining children in the past, so they contacted him, and he agreed to give it his best shot. He asked to see the boys individually, so the eight-year-old was sent to meet with him first. The clergyman sat the boy down and asked him sternly, Where is God? The boy made no response. So the clergyman repeated the question in an even sterner tone. Where is God? Again, the boy made no attempt to answer. So the clergyman raised his voice even more and shook his finger in the boy's face. Where is God? At that, the boy bolted from the room, ran directly home, and slammed himself in his closet. His older brother followed him into the closet and said, What happened? The younger brother replied, We are in big trouble this time. God is missing, and they think we did it. While the joke, of course, is that God is always with us, this too we forget sometimes. The two tellings of the resurrection and of the ascension in Luke's writings show us that there were times in the lives of the apostles and the followers of Jesus while he was walking physically on this earth that they too, like many of us, experienced a time where they felt abandoned, when mankind felt abandoned by God. At the resurrection, they didn't come expecting an empty tomb. 
that came expecting to minister to his body. God was dead. They were orphans. At the ascension, they had spent these weeks with a resurrected Jesus, had spent time with him, learning more of the glories of God. And they begin to expect that this was the moment that God would be glorified, that the kingdom would be restored. But Jesus left. I believe some of us need to hear the message from the beautiful two men. And their message is not, do not be afraid, it is why? At the tomb, why do you look for the living among the dead? At the ascension, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? We are met with perhaps disbelief as our faith is questioned, our actions are questioned by the beautiful, by the messenger. But sometimes we need to be questioned. Why are you acting like this is so strange? Why are you acting as though God has not given you a task? And the message then that is given by the beautiful in Luke's telling, well, in both appearances put together, they say exactly three things. Give us three pieces of information. It could be summed up in this way. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. I find the responses of those who witnessed the ascension to be very telling for us today. Without long explanation or instruction, hearing these words, being assured that they were not left alone, they returned to Jerusalem. They set about the task that Jesus had given them to wait and prepare for Pentecost. We cannot know how it must have felt to watch Jesus die or to see him leave in the clouds. But we experience times when God is not to be found, when God is missing, it seems, in our lives. May the beautiful appear for us and question why men of North Alabama, why women of our annual conference, why do you act as though God is not here? When we hear the words, the good news that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again, may we be truly convinced and move to the task that is appointed to us. Will you pray with me? Lord, convince us of the truth of your presence, of the truth of your good news, that we might move forward to the task that we have been called to. We pray when we do not see you and we feel that you are not here, that you will send the beautiful among us to speak your good news once more. Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
go forth and be beautiful.